No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Good afternoon and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Monday night. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack is bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Lock. Thank you for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen. It's an absolute pleasure to see you there. I hope you had a lovely day because I certainly did. And as always, we've got so much to get through and so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to complain about something, whatever that something may be, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. As you can see, uh, I've had some work done before people comment on my appearance tonight. Yes, I did get my hair styled, so I'm very fond of the new look. Cost me a fortune, but uh, thank you for noticing, by the way. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Ah, if you'd, uh, Thank you for sharing the show out, by the way, if you did. If you didn't, well, then I guess that's okay, too. Yes, it's a new lay. It's a new layout. It's a new look. It's a new feel. It's a new vibe here on the Daily Boogie podcast. As I explained in previous episodes, a lot of stuff happening here in the uh, here in the Daily Boogie studio. Lots of things going in. Lots of things coming out. It's a transitional period for us here on the Daily Boogie podcast. But I'm so glad that you could join us. Like I said, so much to get through in so little time. Um, tonight's going to be one of those shows, it's not going to be as happy as uh, it normally is <laughs> from time to time. I do have some very serious topics that we need to touch on, some things that need to be illustrated. <laughs> Evil Ian, we see no video, he's lying. He's lying! <laughs> what are you talking about? I look fantastic. Look at me there. You can't see? Maybe it's just on your end, sir. Maybe it's just not working on your computer. Who knows? <laughs> no. um, yeah, some of the stuff I've got for you tonight, eh, it's not going to be so pleasant. Unfortunately, we keep saying these things. We keep talking about how the surveillance state, things will develop. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the diamond, you're so discreet, you even lost your shadow. No, the shadow is still there. You can see the shadow. It looks fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> Spend D. Spend D with a diamond. Happy Monday, good sir. Happy Monday to you, Spend D. Follow Spend D in Frozen Asian, by the way. DLive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. Last night, fun as always. I missed it, but checked it out on the replay. Always a good time. Always a good time. The Sunday Night Shit Show. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, a few, a few changes. Uh, we're off camera now feels great. I'm sitting here completely stark naked. Yep. Feels good. I won't even be banned for it. I might be banned for something else, though. 
I'm just airing out all of my various folds and crevices, my orifices. It's fantastic. I think it's going to make for a much more chill vibe, don't you? Tell you what, why don't we all get naked? <laughs> Let's all get naked. None of us are on camera, so we can all get naked now, and nobody even and nobody will even know. It'll just be our little secret. Opshop Jock in the chat. Dude, got to show face, man. No, I don't. See? <laughs> Look. <laughs> see what I'm doing right now? I don't have to. See? <laughs> Time. You're naked, aren't you? Like the good old days. Exactly. Just like the good old days. So come on, hurry up. Pants off. Let's go. Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So before we get to the serious shit, um, and like I've said before, I'm really sick of getting this stuff right. I don't know about you, but we point to things like police overreach and government surveillance in the months gone by. And it just seems that the universe is on a mission to prove us correct time after time after time here on this program. I don't understand why. Of course, this doesn't stop a lot of people from saying that uh, everything we say is wrong and whatnot. But hey, you've got to roll with the punches. <laughs> and because you were here, you heard it here first. You know we're right, which doesn't make it any easier. It doesn't make the pill any easier to swallow. But nonetheless, here we are. So before we get to the serious stuff, though, well, actually, that's not the right thing. Before we get to the main topic of tonight's show, I do have another serious topic that needs to be covered here. And often, because I'm an Australian, people will often make references to how much I culturally enjoy beer. So you don't understand, if you're not an Australian, beer isn't just a drink that we enjoy. It's part of our lifestyle. It's in our DNA. We have to consume beer at a ridiculously unsafe level constantly every single day otherwise we will cease to exist as a civilization as a society it's an integral part of who we are so it's much more important than just something you drink at a barbecue it's the lifeblood of our young nation so when i saw this story uh last week i thought i absolutely have to bring it to you because it'll prove once and for all hopefully to my american brothers and sisters the majority of the audience, just how important beer is to us here in Australia. So I hope you'll enjoy this. I think you will. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Victoria Bitter, which I don't personally drink. Victoria Bitter, heaven sent. What the hell is this about? Let's have a look. For years, it's been the big cold beer for brawny blokes, but now VB is showing its sensitive side. As Alan Rascal discovered, the brewer is producing a limited edition aftershave. Ladies. <laughs> huh? Huh? Have you ever woken up next to a guy who smells like a pub, who smells like a bar at three o'clock in the morning? <laughs> Have you ever had a guy try to kiss you and all you can smell is like warm, crusty, old, off beer? Well, wouldn't you like to have that scent around you 24 hours a day? Hmm? <laughs> I want to smell like an alcoholic. <laughs> I would like to smell like an alcoholic without having to go through the trouble of actually destroying my liver. <laughs> God, I hope they come out with an ashtray edition, don't you? Fantastic. VB, 
A big cold thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best cold beer is Vic. Victoria Bitter. <laughs> Victoria Bitter meets... <laughs> Victoria Bitter meets the fragrance world. This is how much we care about beer. We want to smell like beer 24 hours a day, even if it's artificial. It's the Amber Ale, famous for its taste and jingle. A hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. But now the big brawny brewer is muscling in on the metrosexual male scent market. You know, this sexy, seductive world. I thought... I thought metrosexuality was dead. I don't know about you. Incidentally, does anybody know why there's no metrosexual phobia? Why not? We have phobias for all of the other sexual proclivities. Why not have a phobia for metrosexuals? Is it just because we assume that they're just gay anyway? They're gays in denial? They're the real homophobes, the metrosexuals. They are so afraid of homosexuality that they refuse to admit that they are one. <laughs> Closet phobia. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I just get my chest waxed. <laughs> I just get my chest waxed. I floss every day. I put product in my hair and I get manicures once a week, but I'm certainly not gay. Right. I just want to look so good for the ladies. I just hang out with the boys. Put on my VB aftershave. And this is VB's offering. Thirst. Matter of fact. Oh, no. I've got it now. Oh, no. <laughs> I started noticing this trend not that long ago. I was talking to my wife about this, like, what? I don't know, six months ago? So... Like, if you look, like, I think all of these products and stuff are pointless, obviously. I mean, if you want to buy them, fine, whatever. But I fight every time I see a commercial that's appealing to, like, males wanting to, you know, smell nice. Like, I, I, there's nothing wrong with smelling nice, but the way that they present it with, like, say, Pierce Brosnan, you know, they always do that same pose where they put their thumb under their chin and their forefinger up along the side of their face, you know? leaning against a desk or something like hey i'm looking hello boys you know what i mean always with the black and white photographs with the shirt open by two buttons now there's a scent for men it's like i always cringe when i see that shit like, but they've obviously decided that they went after the metrosexuals so they cornered like the metrosexual market that's fine the metrosexuals are buying all of the products but what are we to do with all of these so-called manly men who don't want to have the products, who don't want to put products in their hair, who don't want to smell, you know, like they've like they've been on a catwalk or walked through the fragrance department of the local department store, right? How, how do we corner those guys? I know. I know what we'll do. We'll slap a beer label on the cover. <laughs> we'll slap a beer label on the bottle. And all of a sudden, all of these cowboys and mechanics and panel beaters will just be racing off to Target. I've got to get that new VB scent. I smell like a brewery now. It's fantastic. It actually has some of our super bright hops in it too. So it's got a little bit of VB in it. Hey! <laughs> Who knew? What a revelation. <laughs> the VB fragrance guy is named Hayden. 
<laughs> was Corey unavailable? <laughs> was Tyler on vacation? We couldn't get Corey. We couldn't get a Tyler. We had to go with a Hayden. Close enough. He's got that perfectly manicured stubble. Like stubble used to be a sign that somebody didn't have time to shave in the morning because they were too busy getting off to their job to, you know, castrate bulls or something like that. Now they bring out razors which are specifically designed to give you that look. That flannelette shirt, again, used to be a cornerstone of every, you know, blue collar worker. Those, that flannelette shirt probably sold for like $250 at a designer store. You know what I mean? Kitty B in the chat. Corey got smashed on white claws. <laughs> oh, Corey. It doesn't taste, it doesn't smell like a beer and it doesn't oh, smell it? like a brewery though. I've been asked that a few times. So what's the fucking point then? <laughs> if it doesn't smell like a brewery, why am I wearing it? It's claimed to have big, bold, woody, aromatic notes. But what do blokes think of it? What do, what do the blokes think? Look at this blokey bloke. What a very blokey bloke this bloke seems to be. There with his mask on. Looking very blokey, very Aussie blokey, bluffy blokey, footy blokey, beersky, mate. What does is, what is the average bloke in the street think about this? It smells like a hard-earned thirst. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Not for me, mate. At this stage, the fragrance in a mini beer bottle will have a limited run until Father's Day. Oh, no. The asking price, $24.99. 25 bucks. And now you come to see why I don't spend money on fragrances. <laughs> Utterly insane. I will say this though, and I've said this on the show before, guys, if you're not using female, if you're not using women's razors to shave your face or your head, you are fucking missing out. Trust me. I openly admit I do not buy men's razor blades. I use women's razor blades. They're so much better. And people say, oh, that's bullshit. It's the exact same. It's not. They use a different kind of steel in the female razor blades, you see. They know men will, like, more, the majority of men will try to, they will buy razor blades regardless of what kind of steel they use because you need it to shave your face and stuff. And they know men will put up with a shittier brand of steel because, you know, oh, I'm tough. It doesn't hurt. It can rip the hair out of your face by the roots. It can be such a bad shave. But men will go through with it because they think that's the way it's supposed to be. Women won't put up with that shit. If it's not like a nice, smooth, easy shave, women won't use it. So they'll, they'll change to a different brand. So that's why the razor blade companies use better uh, steel and yet better lube in their um, razors. So you absolutely should be using women's razors to shave your face. It's so much better. It's so much better. Uh, Minister of Fun, Kimmy in the chat. Funny because I use men's razors. Kimmy uses men's razors to shave her face. There you go. I would recommend using women's razors, though. <laughs> Wonderful. Tw only $25 for the beer brand aftershave? My word, we're so lucky. Sign me up. Where do I get this? Well, I've got the scent. Time to give it a try. Ugh. Oh, I can smell the oh, spirit Alan of Rascal. the old V.
Alan Rascal, you're such a little rascal. Oh, yeah. Time to give it a try. Oh, I can smell the spirit of the old VB. You can get it working. You can get it working. You can get it rounding up cows. Matter of fact, I've got it now. Alan Rascal, first. Ascent by VB. It's not obvious to me when the news descended into a half an hour long paid for commercial. But if you needed any more evidence that that's the case, I give you, ladies and gentlemen, Exhibit Z. Right there. Australian news at its finest, doing what needs to be done. So (laughs) let's move on, shall we? Uh, Let's get back to the price of fish here. Oh, by the way, if you haven't yet entered the Boogie Stand Flag competition, ladies and gentlemen, let me put that link in the chat for you. Another couple of weeks, we've been getting flag nominations, we've been getting flag designs, all of them are very good. couple more weeks left on the flag design contest. If you want to design a flag for Boogie Stand, I do only have two rules. It has to look like a real national flag and black has to be the dominant colour. It would help if you have some kind of story to go along with the design, like why you designed it that way. Like, don't just send me a picture. (laughs) Because if there's no context around the picture, I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. It would be helpful if you say, well, this is my design and this is why I put this in and this represents that and so on and so forth. So there's a couple of weeks left to go on that. Um... Speaking of nationalities, who remembers this, ladies and gentlemen? We have to go all the way back to February the 1st. We spoke about this topic ad nauseum back then. It seems like a lifetime ago. Right at the start of the coronavirus, let's just call it the coronavirus. Right at the start when all of the coronavirus news was starting to come out, we were collectively laughing at China in particular, for doing shit like this. China is using drones to scold people for going outside and not wearing masks amid the coronavirus outbreak. Who remembers this? Here's the footage. We'll play the footage one more time just to refresh your memory. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see little drones flying around and in Chinese telling people that they need to go inside. These are extraordinary times. Don't worry, go inside. Everything will go back to normal. (laughs) And we've been saying on this show for quite some time that if you take an objective view of how the coronavirus pandemic and in particular government's responses to it have panned out, we are essentially copying everything that China did. We're just a little bit behind them. That's the only difference. China shut down whole sections of their economy. China ordered people to stay in their homes. China fined people if they were found outside. China introduced uh, social tracking apps for people's phones. 
and China used drones, ladies and gentlemen, to patrol these new lockdown measures. Drones hovering above people in rural areas and city streets appear to be broadcasting messages sent out in real time by a human, telling them to put on a mask or go indoors or stay home. You remember we covered the story, I think it was from Pennsylvania, I think it was from Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken, maybe in Chicago as well, where they had the literal Chinese-made drones from the Chinese company in the local police precincts. Do you remember that? Sending them around and saying, oh, no, no, look, look, look. We may be using Chinese drones, but we're not going to use them the same way that the Chinese are using them. That's a completely different thing. And we covered story after story after story about drones and how drones are becoming more prevalent and how the authorities will start using drones in the West. And like I said at the start of the show, kind of getting sick of getting this stuff right. However, experts, this look at this. This is from February, by the way. This here's a fun little here's a fun little Easter egg. <clears throat> Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond guess. It turns out all countries are asshole, asshole. Why you have to be such a troublemaker? You know, China can be a good friend to you. You you why you call for independent inquiry into coronavirus? China is most uh, transparent country. Why you have to be such a troublemaker? Another clip shows a drone uh, telling a group of women to put masks on. Hurry up. The patrolling comes after the World Health Organization declared a public health emergency because of the virus, which has now claimed the lives of over 200 people and infected 9,700. See how long ago that was? Look at this. Look at this little Easter egg in this article from February the 1st. This is from Business Insider, ladies and gentlemen. Quote, however... Experts warn that face masks are not effective at preventing the spread of the virus. <laughs> eh? <laughs> but wait, that was all the way back in February. Things have changed. The experts changed their minds. And now the experts say, everybody needs to wear a mask or we're all going to fucking die. <laughs> How about that? A grand total of four months ago. Who knew? Who knew that scientific consensus could shift so swiftly? That quote again. However, remember, from February the 1st. However, experts warn that face masks are not effective at preventing the spread of the virus, advising that frequent hand washing is is the most effective prevention method. Fast forward four months later, we get told the exact opposite, don't we? We get told that wearing a face mask is the most effective way to stop the spread of the virus and washing your hands really doesn't do anything. (laughs) It's almost like people are trying to, you know, deliberately confuse us or something to get us all fighting about it. It seems weird to me. Very strange. But there you have it. Back in February, we were all laughing at China for using drones to police their citizens during the coronavirus lockdowns. We then started seeing footage from France, ladies and gentlemen, that took the exact same path. The French authorities started using drones. We then saw footage from Italy, the Italian police using drones to police people during lockdown. And then we covered the stories from the United States, various United States police precincts uh, bringing in 
the literal Chinese-made drones in order to police people during lockdown. But of course, that happens in all the other places. It'll never happen here. That's right. Live from the D-Live studios, it's time for everybody's new favourite game show. China, come on down! Come on down, China. Italy, come on down! Come on down, Italy. France, come on down! Put down the baguette, France. Come on. And Australia, come on down! You're the next contestant on It'll Never Happen Here! (sighs) Of course, it'll never happen here, ladies and gentlemen. Police in Melbourne's south will fly drones to catch people flouting lockdown. (laughs) I know, it was very quick. Let me play that for you one more time. The brave Western world, ladies and gentlemen, we, where we are definitely not an imperialist totalitarian regime, where we would never police our citizens with those kinds of measures. Uh-uh, no, sir, this is a free country. Ha-ha-ha, <laughs> silly China. Look what they're doing. They're patrolling people with drones. We would never do that. Police in Melbourne's south will fly drones to catch people flouting lockdown. Now, this is why I, I say I'm sick of being proven right. Do you remember? God, it must have. It was probably about four months ago because we did a whole bunch of shows at the time on this topic. And again, I guess we moved on too quickly. We were too too far ahead of the curve. Do you remember the stories we covered of various police um, jurisdictions here in Australia? And they were, they were showing off the drones. They were showing the drones flying around, showing how good the drones were and stuff. And do you remember the, the spokespeople for the authorities coming out and saying, no, 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 no. We're not using these to police people like they do in China. They, they literally said that. And we laughed and laughed and laughed and said, oh, of course not. Of course you're not. <laughs> Don't be silly, citizen. We're only showing you this footage so you can get normalised to the idea of drones and not be so afraid of them when we do decide to use them like China does. But we're not using them like China does now. And once again, we said on this show, you watch, it'll happen. Oh, Desert Cat with a diamond, pardon me. Uh, Don't touch your... I had it muted. Don't touch your face, ever. Exactly, never touch your face. Sorry about that, Desert Cat. Henry St. George Tucker Bumper, why with the diamond? Attention, maskless human. Prisa be bending over. (laughs) So we watched as the, you know, the authorities came out and said, no, 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 we're using these drones for totally different reasons, for totally different purposes. Well, again, once again on this show, unfortunately, we've been proven correct. It seems the cynical view is the correct view, once again. Police in Melbourne's south will fly drones to catch people flouting lockdown. The technology will be used to patrol the Port Phillip and Stonington Council areas. Uh Police will be able to catch lawbreakers up to seven kilometres away. Nice. (laughs) Seven kilometres away. 
Police will be catching lawbreakers. Lawbreakers? Oh, you mean, oh, that's the new normal definition for people going outside. Interesting. What, I ignored Gypsy's Diamond as well, did I? I've got a new setup here. I'm looking. No, I didn't see one from Gypsy. Gypsy's playing games. Gypsy's fibbing. <laughs> Seven kilometres away. Yay! Don't you feel safe? Don't you feel protected, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Knowing that a a drone can be flying in the air and catch Ring you wandering around outside. Cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub. Like, don't, doesn't that make you feel so much better, ladies and gentlemen? Knowing this? <laughs> the best part is the responses that this, this video got on Twitter, which we'll get to after the video, but... And record footage for evidence. Critics have ah, raised human rights concerns, fearing Joan... It's, oh, that's always the line! <laughs> <coughs> We've pointed that out previously in the show on the show too. The line that you always get in response. Critics have raised concerns. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. The drones are saving lives with MAGA. Yeah. Woo! We're keeping people safe. Don't you understand that this police overreach... This kind of high-level surveillance of people not breaking any law is just about keeping you safe. We're keeping you protected. <laughs> and that's always the way it's referred to. Any kind of criticism, any kind of argument you may have against this kind of thing gets res uh, gets boiled down and just, just referred to as some people have concerns. That's it. Winning TV with a diamond mega micro Apple Microsoft Apple you got Microsoft you got Apple you got Google and you got Amazon that looks like mega to me Google is mega <laughs> unbelievable it is away and record footage for evidence critics have raised human rights concerns fearing Jones will still be used once the lockdown ends for more on this, we're joined by lawyer Lizzie O'Shea from Digital Rights Watch. Lizzie, thank you for your time. Lizzie O'Shea. Do you think drones are necessary at the moment to monitor Melbournians' movements? Well, I think when we're thinking about whether it's necessary, we need to think about the problem that we're trying to solve, and that is to stop the spread of the virus. And I think we've seen in recent days that Victorians, on the, for the most part, are really doing the right thing. Transmission rates are going... Congratulations, Victoria. You're so good at following the rules. Down, the number of daily cases is decreasing. People are staying at home and they're generally keeping their distance. So that problem is best solved by those tried and true methods. Now, I think new technology like this can often seem very exciting. It might be a, a quick way to solve... It's so exciting. Lady of Diamonds with the... Uh, Lady of Diamonds with the Gypsy. Lady of Diamonds Gypsy, where did you steal the Diamond Gypsy? Dot, 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 dot. Thank you for another worthwhile contribution to the show, Gypsy. <laughs> some of our problems, but it may be not necessary for the problem we're trying to solve. And also potentially the price might be too high. Now, Mike Reese in the chat brings up a point that we've covered before on the show. Thank you for joining us, Mike. He says, shoot them down. There's a problem with that though, Mike. There's a problem. Property laws. Think about it. Who owns the drone? The, the police department owns the drone, right? 
See, people say shoot them down, which I under I, I agree with the sentiment. But if you shoot down a drone, it's essentially going to be treated the same way as shooting a police car. You are shooting, in effect, a police vehicle. Drones are UAVs. They're vehicles. So, I mean, if you want to shoot down a drone, that's fine. But then the police will kick down your door, uh, throw you to the ground in front of your wife and children, handcuff you, and drag you out into the street. And you may get, you know, five years for it. Because, yeah, your privacy rights, I get that. Um, Earlier in the year, we covered this topic. I'm going to assume you're in the United States. We covered this earlier in the year, and people didn't want to fucking listen to it because, yay, Donald Trump's so good. Okay, I get that. Uh, We covered it. The UAV Coalition, which is like the lobby group for small drones in the United States, was lobbying the White House to get certain laws changed regarding the governing of drones. And I I saw the the article again today from July. Let me just see if I can bring it up for you. Again, nobody wanted to talk about it back then, and now it's too late. Okay. Let me just throw this up on the big screen for y'all. Trump admin expected to ease drone export rules Friday. Well, this is export. White House officials are expected to announce Friday a new interpretation of an export control agreement, which the defense industry hopes will lead to increased sales of military unmanned vehicles abroad, sources tell Defense News. Now, that's not the story I was looking for. The story I was looking for was the UAV lobby was lobbying the White House to get certain laws changed in the United States. And one of the laws that they wanted changed was that you could be, uh, you would be allowed to fly drones over public property, uh, over private property, pardon me. Because the way it existed to that point was uh, the air above your home belongs to you just as the ground beneath your property belongs to you, right? So they wanted to change that rule so they could, you know, they would be allowed to fly drones at night and fly drones over private property. The second that law gets changed means that your privacy rights as it pertains to the air above your home no longer applies. And if people go up on their roof and shoot down a drone, a police drone, they will be attacking a police vehicle. Think of it like um, a police car pulls up in your driveway. Do you think that you would be, it's on your property. Do you think you would be allowed to shoot at it? And just, you know, oh, well, it's my property. It's my rights. I'm just going to shoot at the police car, right? Of course not. (laughs) They're not going to allow that to take place. So uh, again, yeah, my constitutional rights plus the data is is sent back to China. You can quote the constitution all you like, but the reality of the matter is, unfortunately, uh, your constitutional rights have been shredded and torn up and pissed on for a great n- number of years now. I mean, have a look at Washington. Who is actually reading the Constitution? Your constitutional rights are being violated on a daily basis. So, again, I agree with your sentiment. But the reality is, if you're going to take a gun to a drone, expect, I mean, try it, see what happens. If you think the police are just going to allow people to shoot their drones out of the sky, 
um, again, I would say that's being very optimistic. I don't think that that's going to be allowed for a moment. I don't think anybody's going to get away with that. But somebody can try. Be the first, I guess. Let's get back to our story here. In this country, anyway, it's going to be treated as attacking police property. Of that, I'm certain. And not something that people want to pay. So when you talk about this price, do you think that it'll be hard for police to wind back these powers once, hopefully, life returns to normal? I think that's a really good question. And lots of advocates in the digital rights space talk about this quite a bit, how in moments of crisis, police often ask for more powers to deal with that particular problem. But those powers have a way of outlasting the particular crisis that we might be facing. And it instills a new sense of what is normal so that surveillance, everyday surveillance, might be considered normal even after the pandemic's gone away. Very smart girl. Very smart girl. It calls into question, doesn't it, this logic that often gets thrown at you when you talk about privacy and when you talk about your rights being violated, when you talk about the overreach of the police state, ladies and gentlemen, happening right now today in a neighbourhood near you. The logic that some people seem to bring to this argument is, hey, if we just go along with our rights being violated, if we just go along with being treated like criminals then eventually we'll get our freedom back. <laughs> okay. Great plan, bro. <laughs> how how on earth did you ever come up with that? Oh, okay, I see. So we'll just go along with being placed under house arrest even though we've committed no crime and we'll agree to have the drones flying over our head 24 hours a day tracking our whereabouts and the social tracking apps collecting our data and are being archived, uh, you know, in government archives, right? We'll just go along with all of this stuff. We'll go along with being fined and arrested if we're out on the street, not breaking any laws. We'll go along with the military patrolling the streets in order to catch people who are outside for longer than their one hour allotted exercise time. And if we just go along with all of these things, then eventually, out of the goodness of their fucking hearts, <laughs> the authorities will just say, okay, good job, everyone. Now you can have your freedom back. Sounds like a great plan. Sounds like a great plan. Fantastic idea. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> the new normal, ladies and gentlemen. So I think it's very important that we come up with rules, with laws that can also have things like sunset clauses. So there's an end point for any kind of technology. <laughs> yeah, I love I love sunset clauses. Uh, the state of disaster that has been declared in the southernmost, well, the second most southern state in my country, Victoria, ladies and gentlemen, a state of disaster was declared there a month ago. And at the start of the declaration, people were saying, don't worry, it's just a month. We're only going to take all of your rights away and all of your civil liberties away for a month. Don't panic. Don't be a conspiracy theorist. There's a sunset clause, they said. Um, everybody was like, great. <laughs> In a month's time, this will all be over. Just shut up and do what you're told for a month, and then we can go back to our relatively normal but pointless lives. Well, a couple of days before the end of the state of disaster, ladies and gentlemen, I was reading headlines yesterday... <laughs> The Victorian government has announced they are extending the state of disaster by another month. <laughs> 
I thought you said there was a sunset clause. Yeah, there was. And now we're doing it again. <laughs> Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond. The sun never sets on clauses. Touche. I thought you said there was a sunset clause, sir. There was. And now we've decided to do it again. <laughs> we're going to extend the sunset clause. Indefinitely. <laughs> Yay! We're keeping people safe. We're keeping people safe from the virus. Or new powers that police might use, and it allows us to assess whether those powers are necessary for the problem we're trying to solve. And do you think here as well, uh, the authorities are saying we're going to use them in public areas, but obviously they're going to have to fly over people's private homes. And here we go. Here we go. I haven't seen this clip yet. Let's see what she says about this. Powers are necessary for the problem we're trying to solve. And do you think here as well, uh, the authorities are saying we're going to use them in public areas, but obviously they're going to have to fly over people's private homes in their backyards. Is it the thin end of the wedge here? I think so. Most of this uh, kind of potential of this technology, it's normally something you'd require a warrant for. So if you were to digitally yep. track someone or you yep. were to look into their back garden or their back window, you'd need a warrant normally to do that. But this mm. kind of Technology exists in a space essentially without those stop gaps in place, yep. without those protections for everyday people. And I think most people will want to go about their daily business without having a police officer looking over their shoulder. I mean, you know, people were talking about rights not that long ago on the chat. We covered Clearview AI. Again, again, you can fall back on the belief that the Constitution is going to protect you. That's fine. Here's just one example. We covered it on this show. We did a whole episode about Clearview AI, right? Clearview AI is an app ironically developed by an Australian, which is being used by 600 law enforcement agencies in the United States. There was no there was no court cases, right? The, the, the laws didn't have to be changed. The constitution didn't have to be argued. This is what Clearview AI does. It takes anybody's picture on the street, right? So a, a copper can just hold up his phone. It's a phone app. You hold up the phone to somebody's face. You take their picture. It then scrapes the internet for any images or information of that person. So within fractions of a second, whoever has this app, again, it's being used by 600 law enforcement agencies in North America, the United States and Canada. See, it's only face pictures though. No, it's not cabaret. Because what it does, it takes the, the pictures of your face and then matches that to actual data. So if you, have your face, if you have your face on a Facebook account, for example, now they know your name, where you live, where you work, and who your friends lists are. It's not only pictures. That's a lie. I mean, we saw the interview. We read the articles. We, we watched the interview with the guy. So it can, it can bring up your name, where you live, where you work, and who your friends are. And then they can do the same thing to your friends. They can then bring up a picture of your friend and go through their information as well. And they can go on and on and on through the process. No warrant. So they have essentially circumvented the entire, the entire legal process of having to get a warrant in order to get all that information before. And again... This was happening before people even decided that it might be a problem, right? So, you know, you can say that the Constitution is there. That's fine. I, I agree with the sentiment. I think it's a tremendous document, and it's a terrible shame that more people don't live by it. <laughs> 
because as it stands at the moment, the authorities certainly are doing their best to ignore it or at least pretend like it doesn't exist. Even if what they're doing is not particularly interesting or contrary. I mean, we played we played the interview of the police chief, I think, again in Philadelphia. I think it might it might have been Michigan. I'm not sure. Again, this was a few months ago. You'd have to go back in the archive and listen to the old shows. But the police chief was asked in the United States again about drones flying over people's property. He said the reason that they're getting the drone is so they can see into people's backyards where they can otherwise not see from the ground. Like we need access. We need to be able to see in your backyard in case there's a crime going on there. And he was asked, what about the drone flying over private property? And his response was, well, from time to time, we'll have to fly over private property, but that particular footage, we're not going to keep it. That'll be deleted. (laughs) Oh, okay. Carry on then, sir. We've covered the story and mentioned it a number of times. The spy planes in Baltimore, they're not even drones in Baltimore. They are the literal Iraq war spy planes flying over the city 24 hours a day. There's a whole bunch of people with backyards and private property where these spy planes are looking down on 24 hours a day recording it. And again, like, you know, I assume that if you're watching this show, you're listening to this podcast, that you're more on the freedom side with me than you are on the, you know, totalitarian overreach side. 70% of the people that live in Baltimore wanted the spy planes. They wanted the spy planes flying over their head 70%. 70% of the people living in that city. Because they feel like, because somebody promised them it's going to keep them safe. The exact company that flew spy planes in Iraq. Believe it or not. Winning TV with a diamond. Uh, Doc swim in the raw, so we should see. We should soon see it leaked. There you go, Doc from Winning TV. <laughs> from, the, from the Speakeasy program, ladies and gentlemen. Fans of Doc Martin, stay tuned to Live Leaks. You may see soon see the Southern Belle in all of her glory. Let's go to this one. Because again, everybody was laughing at China not that long ago. I tend to think that... Do you remember the, the story we played from China where the kids are wearing uh, little bracelets on their heads to determine, to show the teacher whether they're paying attention or not? Like, we're, we're going into an era, a whole new level of surveillance, right? So the kids wear little headbands, and there's a light on the headband. When they're focusing on their work, it must read their brain patterns or something. It reads their brain waves. Like a little portable CAT scan. So when they're focused on their work, the light's green. When they're not paying attention or they're thinking of something else, the light turns red and it shows up on the teacher's desk. It's quite frightening. So the kids are under pressure now. They're being, you know, mentally programmed to focus. Scary fucking stuff. Again, we, I'll, I'll have to go back at some point and like just dig up all of these old articles that we covered. I just don't have the time to do that. I really need a secretary here. <laughs> To say, bring up that bring up that segment where we played the the thing with the Chinese kids wearing the headbands in class. Bring up the thing about Baltimore. Bring up the drones in Philadelphia. Can you bring up all these things for today's show? I really need a team. If you'd like to volunteer to work for me for nothing, 
Get in touch with me at Boogie Bumper. I'm just going to tell, I'm going to get in touch with you from time to time and say, hey, uh, go back and find me this from the show, please. You've got 30 minutes. I'll do it, Alex Jones. <laughs> I love, I love my crew. I love my crew, but they're so fucking slow. You know, sometimes it takes them 15 seconds to pull up an article that I just mentioned during a rant. I can't believe it. I love my crew, but Jesus Christ, they could do a lot better. So we're entering a whole new stage of surveillance. We've touched on facial recognition cameras, ladies and gentlemen, in the United Kingdom, uh, on the southern border of the United States, at schools in Australia. This is the next level. Get ready for this. Joining me is Sherry Marks. It's not just... Again, I'm getting really sick of getting this stuff right. I wish I was wrong sometimes. With Sky News, but also now in investigations writer with the Australian. Sherry, very important... Oh, look at Kitty B. Look at Kitty B go. <sighs> Holy shit. Let's, let's bring up the league. Teachers at this primary school in China know exactly when someone isn't paying attention. Well done, Kitty B. Kitty B, would you like to work for me for free? <laughs> I think you already are. With that kind of proficiency, you'll be hired by InfoWars by the end of the day. That's fantastic. Headbands measure each student's level of concentration. Look at this. The information is then directly sent to the teacher's computer. Huh? <laughs> Yay! Yay! Have a look at that. One more time. Teachers at this primary school in China know exactly when someone isn't paying attention. These headbands measure each student's level of concentration. The information is then directly sent to the teacher's computer and to parents. China has big plans to become a global leader in artificial intelligence. It has enabled a cashless economy where people may... Now, this is interesting. I want you to remember this. Oh, this is a fantastic find. Thank you, Kitty B, because this is the next item I had for the show. Again, we're just we're just copying everything that China has already done. And I said it on the last episode, and I'll say it again. At this point, it appears to me the only difference between us and China is that we think we have freedom, and the Chinese know that they don't. That's the only difference. We are doing the exact thing that China is doing to a T. From our response to the virus to the rollout of surveillance footage, uh, these uh, surveillance technology, ladies and gentlemen. We are following the exact same timeline, the exact same path. Step for fucking step. Even locking people up in their own homes. The exact same thing. Shutting down the economy. The exact same thing. So have a look at this. Official intelligence. It has enabled a cashless economy where people make purchases with their faces. Okay. A cashless economy where people make purchases with their faces. Wonderful. Wonderful. Minister of Fun, give me the diamond. I need to get a Soma prescription. Oh, yes. Adius Huxley, uh, Huxley reference, ladies and gentlemen. But I mean, that's happening all the way over in China, right? It'll never happen here. 
once again from the D-Live studios with your host, Boogie Bumper. China, come on down. Come on down, China. And Australia, come on down. You're the next contestant on It'll Never Happen Here. (sighs) Have a look at this story I found earlier in the week. Welcome back. It's the easy way to shop when you can't actually go shopping using new technology to buy your favourite brands. Virtual change rooms, even chat rooms. Online shopping is more seamless than ever and the iconic is leading the charge with Visualize, Patrick Gregson's head of brand. Click on the Visualize logo. You're going to see that uh, the pair of trainers will project onto your foot. Wow. So convenient, huh? Look at that. Show feet, they say in the chat. Now, I don't know, maybe I'm a dinosaur. I do, I obviously buy things online from time to time, but I'm I'm somebody who would much rather go into a store and like talk to someone. And like, I want to see the products on the shelf. I'll go online to see if somebody has a product and then I'll go down to the store to look at it more closely and talk to them about it, right? It's just the way I am. I like to touch what I'm buying before I, you know, hand over any money, generally speaking. <laughs> Dan Schneider funded this app. Dave in the chat, well done. <laughs> but look at this, look at this convenience, huh? Look at this. Isn't this wonderful technology? I'm sure it's not going to devolve into some kind of surveillance technique. Absolutely not. This is just for your convenience, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are developer develop this technology because uh, sometimes going to a store to buy your shoes is uh, very uh, time-consuming and inconvenient. Why you fumble for coin when you have a shoe at home? You can just look at the shoes at, a, at your home and be more, you know, much safer. You don't even have to uh, go outside. Yeah. If you're sporting a face mask, you'd know a good brow is more important than ever. Benefit Cosmetics is using augmented reality to help you get the look. How accurate is it? Am I going to get the right colour? Yes, absolutely. AR is really good for home, where you can visualise products in your space. Brand and technology strategist Emma Sharley. And a lot of these behaviours will stick. So we'll still go back to visit stores and, and shopping centres once mm. they reopen. Mm. But it will be much more of a hybrid experience where we might be doing more of the research discovery online, buying in store. Don't worry. Everything's going back to normal, sort of. <laughs> the new normal, ladies and gentlemen. I mean... You know, I've, I've, it's a kind of an obvious point, and I, I feel, honestly, I feel a little silly having to say it. But when the Instagram filters and stuff came out, I would say to people, do, do you really think that this exists purely so you can put bunny ears on virtually? Like, do you really think that this exists so you can, um, you know, make yourself into a funny face? And I would get dumb looks back. It's like, it's just fun. Stop being such a, Stop being such a weirdo. It's just for fun. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> sure. 
People are spending billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars over decades developing this technology so you can put kitty ears on a fake digital representation of yourself and share it on Facebook. That's why they're doing it. Gotcha. Wow. We really do deserve this. So naive we are. Again, at least the Chinese know that they're being surveilled for, you know, their freedoms to be squashed. We think we're being surveilled so we can share things on Twitter. <laughs> How stupid are we? <laughs> we think this technology exists to sell makeup. <laughs> Silly Chinese. This technology doesn't exist to eradicate what's left of your civil liberties. No, it exists so I can see what this eyeshadow looks like on my face without actually putting it on. <laughs> That's what it's for. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Them kitty ears was not free. Kitty B in the chat. Slowly turn your head right. Oh, it's Slowly creepy. It's creepy. Well done. Between getting your measurements right, picking a style and finding the right lenses, buying glasses online can be difficult. <sighs> According to Kathy Rennie Matos, you should have gone to Specsavers. Oh yeah. Essentially what it does is it takes a scan of your face and then the glasses then are superimposed onto that image. Yeah, because I wear glasses. That's obviously the most important po the most important part about wearing glasses is the style of the frame. <laughs> That's really the best part about buying glasses. That's the most important part. It's not the magnification of the glass. It's not whether or not it's going to help you read. It's, wow, I wonder what I'll look like in those Dior frames. <laughs> if only there was an app that took a very detailed map of my face and uploaded it to an online database for me, then I could see what, you know, the, my preferred style of glass frames is without even going into the store if only that existed silly conspiracy theorists think this technology is going to be used in some way to crush our civil liberties how wrong they are it's all about eyeglass fashion yep don't be silly you silly conspiracy theorists get over yourselves why have you, why you got to be so negative all the time hmm so wholesome it's a great idea it also means that people can spend that time browsing our range looking at different browsing glasses, our range putting together a wish list and then coming in store with that wish list yeah. and spending less time oh yeah it's so convenient <laughs> it's all for your convenience you're very lucky you're very lucky people out there <laughs> that somebody is spending Billions and billions and billions of dollars eradicating your civil liberties and your personal freedoms for your convenience. How lucky we are. My word. All right. Let's get back to our other item here. Thank you so much for that, Kitty B. Fucking sensational. The story that you've uh, got in the paper today. Now, there's been a security breach that has revealed this snooping. What happened and what does it show? Good evening, Andrew. It is such an important story. We know that the Chinese government has been... Now, this is Sherry Markson. Uh, she's an investigative journalist and a, quite a good one down here in Australia. And she's known as quite a good investigative journalist, has, has been for some time, even though she's rather young. But she, she's quite good at her job. You know, she's, there aren't many people out there who would say that Sherry Markson is a conspiracy theorist or 
um, that she, you know, makes stuff up or she invents sources or anything like that. You know, she's pretty straight down the fucking line. If anything, I think that she's probably her personal politics. I think she probably leans left a touch, but uh, you can tell that she's a professional because you have to guess. Like, you have to think about where her politics might lie. That's just where I think she is, but she's never said it. And that's obviously the first thing that you look for when you're looking for someone who does at least objective reporting. You know, the idea that Australia always has the prettiest news people, Lou Ferrigno, I, I agree completely, of course. I'm a patriot. <laughs> so the idea that uh, you can be unbiased when you're working as a journalist is plainly false. Everybody has biases, but your work can be unbiased, right? You can't be, but your work can be. Your work can be objective if you just follow, you know, the basic journalistic ethics which we've had around for a long time, which nobody follows anymore. You know, report facts, etc. Get three independent sources, that kind of thing. Nobody does that anymore because the news is just about corralling people for our agenda. But there was a time when it was different. And uh, so Shari here is regarded as one of the better ones, put it that way. So let's see. Writer with the Australian. Shari, very important story that you've uh, got in the paper today. Now, there's been a security breach that has revealed this snooping. What happened and what does it show? Good evening, Andrew. It is such an important story. We know that the Chinese government has been uh, conducting facial recognitions uh, surveillance on its citizens in public places. We know that they've been targeted, uh, targeting some ethnic minority groups like the Uyghurs and the Tibetans. But now what this leak shows is that they've extended it to other regions of China and other minority groups. Oh. And what's different about this particular uh, surveillance program, the experts tell me, and, and they were on Sky last night, is that uh, people are actually being tracked. Um, and you can see it from the images as they're arriving at their home, as they're leaving their home and their image when it pops up on the surveillance system is matched to a whole collection of data about an individual, their identification number, their mobile phone number, their license plate number. So there's a whole lot of intelligence about each person uh, that the CCP is able to monitor. As soon as they're leaving their home, their name, their license plate, their the you know citizen number for us that would be a tax file number for you that would be the social security number right and with that they can get where you work how much you make who your friends are and a fun little thing to think about as we head towards the break tonight ladies and gentlemen just a little mental exercise for you because people like to say, oh, it'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. Like last week when we were talking about policing social distancing, when we first started talking about how these are going to be the new rules and people said, you're crazy, they'll never be able to police it. Well, the reality is that you don't need, to, you don't need police to police this stuff. People are policing themselves. The unfortunate part of that is the people are policing themselves. Your neighbours are policing you. You are policing your neighbours, right? That's our new culture. That's our new society. That's the new normal. So people on in, you know, when it comes to surveillance and stuff will say, well, it'll never happen here. Ladies and gentlemen, 
if a country of 1.2 or 1.3 billion people is able to do it, what makes you think that your city won't be able to do it? Just say you live in a city of half a million people, right? A rather big city. If a country of 1.2 billion people is able to track the movements of every citizen, what time they leave their home, a camera on the street instantly picks up their face and runs them through a database. Your name, your social security number, your license plate, how much you earn, where you work, all of the relevant information. If they're able to do that in a country of 1.3 billion people, what makes you think that it's not possible in a city of 500,000? <laughs> because we're not China, Salvatore says. Yes, but we are copying everything that China is doing. Up until this point, China shut down their economy too. China had lockdown laws too. China arrested people for breaching lockdown laws too. China arrested people for opening up their businesses too. China fined people for not wearing face masks too. China has drones too. And China has large-scale surveillance networks too. So I know people will always say there's always going to be an element of the population that says it'll never happen here until it does. And then when it does happen there, people will say it happened for uh, the right reasons, right? That's generally what I come up against. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the diamond. Because we have the constitute. Oh, never mind. <laughs> with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a quick five-minute break. Uh, when we return, so much more to get through on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thanks for joining us. Narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with the good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I, I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? What you? Why do you, why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my buds do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do this. You just do without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No! <laughs> 
Dude, Asian uh, Dick Tracy. really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina. But it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Aloha and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good This Justin. The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More Sometimes right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yes. We now have enough ad breaks um, from people to split up the ad breaks to do more than one day. Because I thought, rather than do the same block of commercials every single day for like fucking 10 minutes, why don't we split it up? (laughs) So we've split it up. So um, there's different ads coming on tomorrow. I'm waiting on UK Neil to get a promo from him. And Char Money, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not following Char Money, great guy. I'm going to get a thumbnail and a, and a promo spot from him as well. So he'll be added to the ad roll. And if you're out there and, you know, you're one of the guys that we talk to and associate with, you're in the broader Daily Boogie family and you do a stream, then let me know. Send me a thumb. If you don't want to do a promo, that's fine. Send me a thumbnail and I'll add it to the rounds that we show up during the commercial break. Uh, and if you want to do a promo, 30, 60 seconds, then send it in. We'll play it for you. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Because uh, this is the people's show, ladies and gentlemen. So, with that, so much more to get through, so little time. Just before we get to something that I'm very much looking forward to that I haven't watched yet, and I think you're going to enjoy it too. Just to balance out the bad news about the drones, here's a good news story for you. <laughs> this is fantastic. Bald Eagle takes down Michigan government drone, ladies and gentlemen. Have a look at this. <laughs> The device was mapping shoreline erosion when it was attacked in the air. Based eagles. The bald eagle, ladies and gentlemen. 
A bald eagle took down a government drone in Michigan, state officials said Thursday. So here's the thing. You probably won't be allowed to shoot the drones down because you'll be shooting police property, but you should be able to train an eagle to take the drone down. Exactly. The symbolism is fantastic. Proud to be an American where at least my eagle's free. He'll take the drone down to ground that's been surveilling me and I'll proudly stand up behind my bird who fight my war for me. Cause I know I can shoot drones you down. They'll throw me in prison, see? The Bird of Prey attacked the Phantom 4 Pro advanced quadcopter drone about 162 feet in the air, tearing off a propeller and sending the aircraft to the bottom of Lake fucking Michigan. There it is. (laughs) According to the State Department of Environment, Great Lakes and Energy, the attack could have been a territorial squabble with the electronic foe or just a hungry eagle. Hungry eagle. The eagle is protecting America. The eagle has taken off. An environmental quality analyst and drone pilot, Hunter King, was mapping mapping shoreline erosion. Sure he was. He was peering into uh, Lady Smith's bedroom window. I'm sure, Of that, I'm certain. Uh, I was mapping shoreline erosion. Sure you were. You were mapping the erosion of these thighs, weren't you? Oh, Andy's random edits. Thank you for the diamonds, sir. During the commercial break there. When it began twirling out of control, he spotted an eagle flying away. A bird-watching couple nearby said it saw the eagle strike something and appear to fly away uninjured, department officials said. A search for the drone days later was unsuccessful. The drone is now a missing person. (laughs) The device was 150 feet offshore in about four feet of Lake Michigan water, the department said. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The bald eagle takes down Michigan government drone. Fantastic. Thank you, Patriot Eagle. Thank you, based Patriot Eagle. Thank you for doing the work of the average citizen once again. Fantastic symbolism. (laughs) Stalking beachgoers for masks. Yes, I probably tend to agree with that. All right. The next item I have for you, and this could take us right to the end of the show. I don't know how good it's going to be. I bet it's going to be good, though. And it's keeping up with a tradition we have on this show of covering Cardi B's foray into politics. So we did an episode, um, God, I think it's called Cardi B at the Salon. Cardi B and Bernie at the Salon. Where we reviewed Cardi B sitting down with then presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders. A missing person. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. <laughs> she was talking with Bernie Sanders back there. Bernie, what you gonna do about like all these broke ass niggas who can't be like affording their health care and they like and they like school and shit? Like Bernie, are you gonna be given like motherfuckers like free schooling and shit? You know, cause like Niggas be out there, they trying to hustle up their money, but like, you know, y'all can't afford to like go to school anymore. And like, when these bitches come out of school, Bernie, like they have all this fucking debt and shit. They can't find a fucking job, you know? Like, it's fucking bullshit, Bernie. What you gonna do for these broke ass niggas, huh? Well, Cardi, I tell you what, if there's anything I, if there's anything I care about, it's about the young people, Cardi. So we thought it was so funny that Bernie was trying to appeal to the younger voters by getting Cardi B on board. Well, Cardi B has stabbed Bernie in the back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sad to say. 
Cardi B has now become a Biden bitch. Have a look at this. Cardi B sat down with Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) for a sit-down interview. Oh, God, I'm so excited for this. I haven't watched this yet, but she's moved on from Bernie. Bernie's in the past. She wants to back a winner, and she's going with young Joe, the evergreen Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a look at this. Join me, won't you, while we review Cardi B interviewing Joe Biden. I hope this I hope this is as bad as I suspect it will be. I can't fucking wait. Let's go, Cardi. Oh, snap. How you doing? <laughs> I'm laughing already. Oh, snap, motherfucker. Is this real, yo? <laughs> I love that I love that Cardi dresses up for these. Andrew Jackson, Boogie's Cardi B imitation is eerily good. Not sure how I feel about this. Yo, Andrew, what you gonna do about like all these fucking broke ass niggas that be like Like they can't afford their fucking health care and she like yo, how's your grandma gonna get her pussy check at a gynecologist, yo? When you can't afford your fucking health care, that's Barack Obama shit, yo. <laughs> yo, Bernie, how you gonna help these motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden trying to appeal to the young vote is just off the. <laughs> How you doing there, Cardi? <laughs> what? What timeline are we in? <laughs> look at this! I don't even have to play the clip. Look, take a moment to look at the screen and understand what reality we're living in. (laughs) Winning TV with a diamond. She got wet ass pussy seeing Joe. (laughs) Just look at the screen and understand that if God is real, he has a sick sense of fucking humor doing this to us. Look at this. presidential hopeful Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen, 79-year-old Joe Biden is going after the younger votes by getting interviewed with Cardi B, (laughs) who who just this week had a stellar number one hit with wet-ass pussy. Get a mop and bucket, because this pussy is wet, nigger. I love 2020. I'm 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 just gonna say I'm just gonna admit it. I love this year. I hope 2020 never ends. Because you know, by the time 2020 came around, I'd already resigned myself that we're doomed. You know, I'd already accepted the reality that life is over, that there is no hope, that Western civilization can only end in a ball of ash and flames and terror. So 2020 is like the last flare-up of entertainment for me. I really, I'm really enjoying this. Cardi B and President Biden. <laughs> okay, we haven't even, maybe, maybe it's not going to be as bad as we think. Let's see, let's see how this plays out. Hi, Biden, how are you? Hey, how Bay. Are you? She just called him Bay. The name's Joe. Um, well, hello there, Joe. Uh, 
<laughs> Joe doesn't know what Bay means. <laughs> hey, Bay, how you doing? Oh, my name's my name's Joe. You stupid bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, Joe. He's, they're so natural together. Look at this chemistry here. How you doing? Hi, buddy. How are you? How are you? <coughs> the name's Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. You're doing. He's doing well, isn't he? We're 15 seconds in. He's already fucked up. <laughs> Well, hello there, Joe. Hello, Joe. What As do you know? In fact, watch me, my daughter. The love of my life. The life of Whoa. my love. She's a fan of yours. The, lo the life of my love. My daughter. She's a fan of yours. Hi, Cardi. Hi, how are you? This is Ashley. Good. How are you doing? You know the I'm nickname good, she gave her father when she was growing up? She'd call me Joey B. So yeah. we may be related Joey. or something. Wow. <laughs> This has started well, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you know the name she gave me? Joey B. <laughs> you know, hey, Bay, you know, you know, my daughter here, she had a nickname for me. She, my daughter called me Joey. Really? That's interesting. That sounds like a real story. She was growing up. She'd call me Joey B. Sure, she so we may be related Cardi or something. B. Yep, Cardi B and Joey B. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. <laughs> 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 Bradley in the chat. What a fucking disaster. We are all doomed. <laughs> Embra embrace it. Embrace it. Become an ironic doomer. I feel so crazy because I feel like I'm a little bit late. But Biden, let me tell you something. Ah, you oh, Cardi B was late. <laughs> and he looks well impressed, doesn't he? <laughs> Joe looks confused. He hasn't even been asked a fucking question yet. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where am I again? Huh? And what do you do, Cardi? You tell people. What does she do? Huh? She tells people about her pussy. Okay. And who's, who's show we got? Cardi B. Well, you know, Cardi, I'm Joey B. So, you know, we might be related, like a mother, like a father-daughter kind of situation. Would you like to sit on Uncle Joey's lap? <laughs> Who wants a horsey ride, Cardi? Yo, Joe, what you gonna be doing about this wet-ass pussy when you become president, nigga, huh? You have kids, kids. my age, uh, like the one my age, two years old. Your schedule never go as planned. You know what I'm saying? I, I, You're telling I me. I wonder if Joe has a translator in his ear. <laughs> Yo, Joe, when you have kids like two years old, like fucking like I do, like your schedule never goes plain, you know? She's saying that when she has kids, she can't be on time. Oh, yeah. You're telling me, Cardi. I have four kids, five grandkids. Come on. I'm an expert. I'm an expert. I understand about kids. The most important thing in the world. They come first. Yes. And then I come shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was too easy. Too easy, Joe. The kids come first, and then I follow swiftly after. 
because the sound of them screaming in pain and terror really gets me off. Definitely. Always. I kick on first. Keep it that way. <laughs> So, Joe, I heard you got some questions for me. Oh, I do have some questions. Yeah, Joe, Joe, do you have some questions for me, motherfucker? Berryverse with a diamond. Mmm, her hair looks like it smells so good. You know, Cardi, next time we do one of these interviews, uh, do you think that you could cut off a little bit of your hair and send it to me before the interview? I'd just like to know who I'm dealing with. I just like to get a sense of the person I'm talking to. Usually I like to come up the, from them, you know, up to them from behind, unannounced. <sighs> yeah. That's the shit. Smells like guapa. <laughs> Questions for you. First of all, I want to congratulate you. The cover of, oh, I tell you, that's pretty good. That's pretty big time. Number one, doesn't surprise me you're on the cover. But number two, yeah. thanks for your generosity dealing with people who are suffering from COVID. We, uh, you know, this is, there's so many people who needlessly are in trouble, who are needlessly have died when they didn't have to, mm. if we had taken the precautions we needed to. And mm. thank you. You have a generous heart. You have a generous heart. <laughs> Settle down, Joe. You might give this girl a whap. You might give this young lady a WAP with that kind of buttering up. Holy shit. Smooth, smooth Uncle Joe Barton. Killer with the ladies. And what, what I wanted to know was, tell me what what's your main interest? There's more supercuts here than fucking a Philly D broadcast. What's going on? In terms of this election. I have a whole list of things that I want and I wish and I desire uh, for our next big throbbing dick. <laughs> if a back catalogue of music is anything to go by. President to do for us. But first thing first, let me keep it a buck. First and first. I just want Trump out. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like his mouth gets us in trouble so much. I don't want to be, be lied to. I don't, I don't want. His <laughs> Trump's mouth gets us in trouble so much. Yo. This motherfucking nigga, motherfucker Trump, like, this motherfucker pussy ass bitch in the White House, his motherfucking mouth is like a problem, yo. Like, why can't this fucking bitch ass nigga just fucking watch his words sometimes, you know? Like, I got all these pussy ass bitches rolling up on my fucking shit here, and this fucking motherfucker with his fucking filthy fucking mouth, this fucking filthy nigga bitch, he don't even know what he's saying half the time, Joe. What you gonna do about that, Joey B, huh? What you gonna do about this motherfucker and running his mouth and shit? <laughs> of course. She's on her best behavior today, Cardi. Interesting point of contention from Cardi, who I adore. I think she's wonderful. But I do find it a little strange that she would be concerned about Trump's mouth. <laughs> Ben K. Veritas with a diamond can never be on time with roaches on my leg hair. You know, I rub the roach on the hair and uh, make the hair go the other way. Like, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic right now, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just want answers. I want to know when this is over. Like, you know, I want to go back to my job. I want to 
I want to be able to go outside. I want to be able. To- I want to be able to go back to my job. Didn't, didn't you just release a song like last week? Or did I imagine it? What is Cardi's job? Not to feel like I'm trapped in my home. and But I don't want somebody to lie to me and tell me that it's okay to go outside. It's okay not to wear a mask. That everything is going to be okay. I don't want someone to lie to me and say that it's okay to go outside. I want somebody to tell me to stay in my own home. I want somebody to say, stay in your house. It's unsafe out there for you. It's dangerous. That's what I want. That's what I want, Joey. Like, Joey B, what I'm looking for in a motherfucking president is some bitch who say to me, bitch, y'all need to keep your ass in the house. If you go outside, you're going to die and shit. That's what I'm looking for, Joey. Joey, will you tell me what to do, please? Joey, will you tell me that I'm not allowed outside because it's like like threatening my life and shit? Will you tell me that? Joey, will you tell me when I can take a piss, Joey, please? Like, that's what I'm looking for, like, in a leader, is somebody to tell me that, like, when I go out my front door, like, I'm going to be committing, like, fucking genocide and shit, you know? That's what I want. And this motherfucker in the White House, his mouth is like getting us into all kinds of trouble and shit. He likes saying that it's okay to go outside when it's not. Like he fucking crazy, man. No, I want like a, a timeline. <laughs> Desert cat with a diamond. <laughs> Desert cat with a diamond. At least she knows not to let him talk. <laughs> Fantastic observation. Give me with a diamond. I guess she no longer misses going out for sushi. Yeah, we watched that video too. She was crying. Of when things are going to get better. I I want a president to tell me what are the steps for us to get better besides, um, you know, uh, taking pre- uh We are three minutes into this interview. Joe has not been asked a single question yet. I think we are unearthing the formula, as Desert Cat alluded to. We are unearthing the formula for future Joe Biden interviews. Just get somebody who never shuts up. <laughs> I mean, what has he contributed to this interview so far? He doesn't know what the word bay means. And his daughter called him Joey B. That's all we've got. That's all we've figured out about Joe Biden today. And, you know, my daughter, she would uh, call me Joey B. And uh, I think you're very generous, Cardi. And <laughs> that's it. That's all we got. Precautions, like with our masks and porn. Joey, Joey B. Cool Joey B. <laughs> I need somebody to tell me, like. Like, not Joe Biden. Not presidential candidate Joseph Biden. No, no, that's too stuffy. That's too old school. That's too traditional. How about we call him Joey B? <laughs> Look at young Joey B over here. <laughs> he's young. He's hip. He's fresh. Vote out, old man Trump. Vote in, young guy. Fresh, hip Joey B. Joey B knows all. Joey B knows everything about what the kids want. Yo, what's happening, bae? No, no, sweetheart. My name's Joe. 
Joe. Some people, my daughter called me Joey B. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Joe. Okay. This is going to be over. <laughs> my name is Joey B, and I approve this message. Yo. <laughs> Bug eaters with a diamond. Does Biden have to take a shit? <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> He's got that. Um, I ate 12 pounds of red meat last night. Look on his I need to take a shit face. You know, when it doesn't come out the way you want it to. <laughs> the thing about Joe is when you get to that age, you always need to take a shit. <laughs> That's why you wear the diapers. Because the urge is always there. And you can't tell the phantom shits from the real ones when you get to Joe's age. You can't tell when you really need to take a shit or when you really need to take a shit. <laughs> so you just wear the diapers to cover all your bases. Oh, when we find this cure, this is why it's taking so long. This is why it's taking so long. Are- We're three minutes into the interview. She hasn't. Is, is this a question? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to rewind now. I'm going to go back to the start of this question. Okay. All right. There, here we go. Oh, I do have some questions for you people. Trouble who are needless. What, what I wanted to know was. I have a whole list of Okay, I have a whole list of questions. All right, let's go. Question number one. Let's 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 when we get let's do the Cardi B drinking game. When she actually gets to a quench uh, question, stop drinking. <laughs> we'll do a drinking game in reverse. I have a whole list of things that I want and I wish and I You should be drinking right now. Uh for our next president to do for us. But first thing first She's a natural, isn't she? She's a natural at these hard-hitting political interviews. Let me keep it a buck. I just want Trump out. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like his mouth gets us in trouble no, so saying. much. I don't want to be be lied to. I don't. I don't want that. Like, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic right now, right? And I just want answers. I want to know when this is over. Joe's face there. <laughs> Look at Joe's face. Let me put this up on the screen for you. <laughs> Huh? What? What the hell is she talking about? <laughs> Wait a minute. Is she Puerto Rican? <laughs> I, I didn't know all this time I was speaking to a Puerto Rican woman. Why didn't you tell me? He's very confused. So this thing we're using here, what's it, what's it called? Oh, a laptop. Well, you know... I've got a lot of experiences with people, uh, things being on my lap. The first such occasion was back in 1972 when I met a young girl at the pool. She would rub my leg and make the hair go the other way. No, no, Joe, Joe. No, no. Time and a place. Time and a place. King of the Hills, Grandpa. No, he's he's much worse than Cotton. Cotton is fantastic. Cotton Hill from King of the Hill. We cannot, you cannot compare Joe Biden to Cotton Hill. Cotton Hill would make a tremendous president. Here we go. This is the grandpa I want as a leader. <laughs> I want this guy. <laughs> Joey and G with a diamond. We in a pandemic, right? You know? Like now you know? Amberlina, he looks constipated. <laughs> here's Cotton Hill. So here's the difference. We could have this, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden. Joey B, we're calling him now. Joey B. Girl, they come first. 
Yes, definitely. But Biden, let me tell you something. When you have kids. <laughs> I missed that. She's just calling him Biden. <laughs> Yo, Biden. My age, uh, like the one my age, two years old, your schedule never go as planned. You know what I'm saying? I, I, You're telling I me? I got four kids, five grandkids. Come on. I'm an expert. Okay. There's Joey B. Here's Cotton Hill for president, ladies and gentlemen. If it starts playing. Super Squirter. There ain't no water toy, Mr. Khan. It's a genuine Winchester 20 gauge shotgun. It must be made of kryptonite or something. Oh, we're crying out loud. Oh, good Lord, Cotton. You gave him a loaded shotgun? Well, you don't give a toy without batteries. <laughs> now that's a leader. <laughs> Cotton Hill is the fucking best. Come and get your Tootsie Rolls. Come and get your Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Speaking of Tootsie Rolls, Cardi B, ladies and gentlemen. Where were we? Let's skip ahead here. Three minutes. Pandemic. In. I need somebody to tell me the Come truth, and get your Tootsie Rolls. And also, I, of course, want free Medicare. And this is why it's important to have free Medicare, because look, look, look what's happening right now. Yeah. You see why we should have been happy? Yo, Joey B. <laughs> Is the fucking Medicare again. Joy B, what you gonna do about these broke-ass niggas who can't afford to go to a gynecologist get their fucking pussy checked? And also, I, of course, want free Medicare. And this is why it's important to have free Medicare because look, look, look what's happening right now. You see why we should have been having free Medicare for a long time. Like get I your free pussy check. We need a uh, free college education. Free college education, Bernie. <laughs> Winning TV. Okay, I'm drunk already. Last <laughs> second. The the only way to enjoy this program. And I want black people to stop getting killed. And ah, oh, I want black people to stop getting killed, yo. No justice for it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I just want more stricter law. Yo, Joey B, are you gonna like stop all the black people like getting killed and shit? <clears throat> That's a great pause right there. Oh, Joe, look at Joe. Hmm. <laughs> What's that you're saying, Cardi? Mm-hmm. If only I could smell her hair. If only I could get a big whiff. that is fair to black citizens and you know it's fair for cops too if you kill somebody that is that doesn't have a weapon on them right you go to jail wow what a revelation <laughs> yo joey b i just think there should be like some laws and shit like like just say you kill somebody who doesn't have a gun you should go to jail Like, imagine, Joey B, like, Matt Biden, like, fucking feel me on this, nigga. Like, can you just imagine, like, if we had laws in this fucking country, yo, that would be like, if somebody got killed, like, if you kill, like, a nigga, you should go to, like, jail and shit. Don't you think we should have that, like, as on the books and shit, Joe? 
Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we should. We should have those laws, Cardi. We should. We should definitely have those laws. If you kill somebody, you should go to jail. That's a great idea. I, I can't believe we haven't thought of that already. <laughs> why have we... Why have Western nations gone on so long without punishing people who kill people? It's amazing to me. I think we'll call it murder. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Where'd you get that from? I don't know. I think I read it in a book somewhere. But we'll put a law on the books. We'll call it murder. And if you kill somebody unjustly, you'll go to prison for it. Wow. Wow. What an idea. Sounds great. You know what? If I kill somebody, yeah. I gotta go to jail. If I kill somebody, I gotta go to jail. But 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 Joey B, what if I killed him with this wet ass pussy? <laughs> what if you die from the pussy, motherfucker? Should I go to jail for that shit? You gotta go to jail too. Ah, good good point in the chat from Minister Fun Kimmy. We'll call it red rum. <laughs> <laughs> Did she just? No, she didn't, did she? Jail. You know what? If I kill somebody, I got to go to jail. You got to go to jail, too. <laughs> the hell was that? Scoot, <laughs> scoot. What is going on here? What the fuck was that, Cardi? <laughs> Cardi has spoken. <laughs> She's pigeoning out. <laughs> the cabaret in the chat. <laughs> it's the new it's the new judge's gavel. You know, it's not like, you know, you are sentenced to life imprisonment. None of that. You are sentenced to you are sentenced to jail, motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe that was her whap. Vodka in the chat. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. on them. You go to jail. You go jail. You know what? If I kill somebody, yeah. I got to go to jail. You got to go to jail too. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to turn that into a soundbite. We're going to have to turn that into an alert for something. I don't know what we'll turn it into. I don't know what alert it'll be, but this will be the alert. Go to jail. This will be the alert here. You got to go to jail too. <laughs> you got to go to jail too. All right. And then silence. <laughs> Joe's translator is feverishly looking through pigeon voices now. Like I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what she's speaking here. I don't speak pigeon, sir. We need to get ourselves a new translator. That's all I want. And it's so sad that a pandemic have, has to happen so people could open their eyes on seeing what type of person are they dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you're really confusing the people. Like, one day you're telling them that... This is a hell of a question. We are now four and a half minutes into this interview, ladies and gentlemen. We are we are 33% through this interview. This is nothing that people need to stop getting tested because they're going to get it anyways. Next thing you know, you have a, a mask in your face and you're really playing games, not with us, not the wokes. You're playing Joe just, not the wokes, not the woke folks. 
Joe just always looks confused, doesn't he? To be fair to him, this is the one interview where I think Joe has a right to be confused, don't you? I don't know what the hell she was talking about. (laughs) I mean, I'm talking to this Puerto Rican woman. I've got no idea who she is except the fact that she has a wet pussy for some reason. I don't even know what that means. Jesus Christ, woman, dry your cat. She called me Bay. My name's Joe, but she called me Bay. I don't know who the hell Bay is. She's making fucking pigeon noises. I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. <laughs> Joe's handlers were like, just sit down in front of Skype, Joe. It'll all be fine. You'll barely have to talk. Trust us, this is going to work. This is going to get your votes, Joe. <laughs> Did we video call the wrong number? Joe Biden, 2020. I thought I was speaking to my granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> thought I was speaking to my little one. The hell is this? If I kill somebody, I got to go to jail too. You playing games with the people that support you. Yeah. All of this has to happen. This this crazy stuff that has to happen so they could open their, their, their eyes. Ass. The past- she was going to say ass, wasn't she? They got to open their ass, Joe. Yo, Joey B., why are these motherfuckers opening their ass? I mean, eyes. For the people that support you. All of this has to happen, this this crazy stuff that has to happen, so they can open their, their, their eyes. <laughs> I mean, when you're singing about ass, when you're talking about ass constantly, it's a Freudian slip. Let's not read too much into it. For the past four years. Well, it doesn't have to happen. For example, in 2016, mm-hmm. if... 18 to 23 or four-year-olds hey! have voted in the same... If, if 18 to 23, 23 24-year-olds had have voted, then Trump wouldn't be... <laughs> Trump wouldn't be the president. No, we'd have young Hillary Clinton. <laughs> this, this appeal that they make to young people is fucking laughable, isn't it? You know, Cardi, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, Cardi, because I care about the young people of America. I'm all about the young people. I love them. Prepubescent preferred. The younger, the better. Joe Biden, 2020. I love young people, especially the ones not old enough to vote against me. Joe Biden, 2020. I love young people, especially the ones that can't be tried as an adult. Joe Biden. I love young people, especially the ones so young that any uh, criminal associations they may have must be suppressed for the press. Joe Biden. In percentage, as the rest of the population, we would have had Hillary Clinton, not him. Oh, and that would have been so much better. <clears throat> Look at Cardi's reaction there to Hillary Clinton. Do you think Cardi likes Hillary? Hmm. The vote matters. That's why you keep... Hillary hasn't had a wet pussy for 60 years. Talking to people about the need to vote. The vote yes. matters. It matters. Car- Cardi's got nothing in common with Hillary Clinton. It's a great deal. And so we got to take... We, look, the, the generation, your generation and the young millennials beyond that, they can own this. They can own this outcome. And they can own what happens in the next election. They are the ones that can change things dramatically. If they show up and vote, tell me. 
side note, side note for a little serious point. <clears throat> um, there's a reason that the Democrats push so hard for the young vote. It's because numbers don't lie. And the numbers are not good if you're not a Democrat. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. Never say Hillary Clinton and pussy together ever again. Apologies. <laughs> I'll respect the audience's wishes. So, hang on, I'm just turning something down here. Oh, okay. Just had a warning flash up on the screen. Okay. Should be fine. Um, yeah, so there's a reason that the Democrat politicians constantly refer to the young vote, the younger voters, and it's because numbers don't lie and the numbers are not good if you're not a Democrat. So by best estimates, by 2024, so here's the first little fun fact for you. Between 2016 and 2020, 10 million older people will have died uh, voting people. So 10 million voters will have died, right? Generally older people, notwithstanding people who like die young for whatever reason, sickness, accident, whatever. The majority, the overwhelming majority die of old age. They're replaced in the voting pool, in the pool of potential voters by 16 million young people, right? 16 million people who have come of age between 2016 and 2020 who are now eligible to vote. The reality is the majority of older people who have died vote Republican. The majority of the younger people who are now eligible to vote vote Democrat. And it's around 75% to 25% at either end of the spectrum. It's overwhelming. So in 2024, demographers generally agree that... <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. Election nerdy shit, finally. Yes, I mean, we could continue talking about, yo, what you gonna do for these poor-ass niggas who can't afford to get their motherfucking pussy check, yo? Or we can talk about this kind of stuff. So, <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Cardi would just, like, break out into that halfway through the interview? Yo, Joe, what you gonna do about these broke-ass motherfuckers who, like, can't afford healthcare and can't afford school and shit? They come out of debt, you know, because between 2020 and 2024, there's gonna be, like, the largest population ever of younger voters with uh, majority non-white, the 75% of which vote for Democrats in uh, electoral spaces which have recently been dominated by, like, swing, swing voters and swinging districts and stuff, like... Because people like be moving out to the suburbs and shit. So you got a whole bunch of minority voters who like grew up in the projects and their kids are like now moving out to the suburbs. So the suburbs demographics are changing, Bernie. And so swing suburbs are now becoming Democrat suburbs. And there's going to be like four out of five uh, young voters in 2024 are going to be like voting Democrat, uh, Joe, Joey B. So like how are we going to get them to make sure that they can afford to get their pussy checked at the gynecologist, yo? That would be good. But that's essentially what you're looking at. Demographers generally agree that by 2024 in the United States, it's going to be the largest youth vote in the history of the country as a popular as a percentage of the population. 
Henry St. George Tucker Bumper Y in the chat with a good point. The dead people will still vote. Don't worry. Touche. <laughs> so they generally agree that there's going to be the largest number of youth voters in the history of the United States in the in any election as a percentage of the population. And it's also going to be the first time that that youth vote is majority non-white. So it's going to be like 60% non-white voters. And, you know, um, you, you can... Don't, I don't really particularly care about colour myself, but uh, the, the reality is non-white voters overwhelmingly vote Democrat. Whether it's right or not, wrong or not, it doesn't matter. That's just the facts. So until that changes, uh, in 2024, you are looking at potentially the largest voting block that's ever existed, being the youth vote, and it's also the largest non-white voting block that's ever existed in 2024. So, I mean... There's, there's a lot of reckoning that's going to come down the line for a lot of uh, Republicans unless they change that somehow, and I don't know if it can be changed. Uh, Iceman, thank you for the diamond. <laughs> Joanne G with the diamond. Whoa, whoa, she doesn't know that many words. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's carry on here. Tell me what your fans most say to you when they oh. communicate with you online. What, what are they most concerned about? Good question. Free uh, college education, free Medicare, especially now that, you know, people are just getting sick left to right, left to right. Left to right. Bug eaters with the diamonds. Voting don't matter. Sleep 2020. Follow uh, Mersh Nightwave Radio, dlive.tv slash Nightwave Radio. And that's why I keep telling people because sometimes people have problems in their community. They want free they shit. Joey B. The people who talk to me want free shit, okay? Like, for example, a lot of after-school programs that I was growing up with, there's no after-school programs a lot anymore in my hood. At <laughs> and Cardi, <laughs> Cardi is obviously the after-school program success story here. Cardi B, after attending her many after-school programs and watching the after-school TV programs, taking the lessons on board, would grow up to be a stripper and then a prostitute who would drug her johns and steal their wallets. Before eventually making it as a rapper known for singing about how wet her vagina gets when she has sex with record producers. After school program success story, Cardi B. Coffee Talk with Sandra with a diamond. Follow our friend Coffee Talk with Sandra, by the way. Uh, Peachily now. That's right. And Nowhere. it's like people are just wondering why, why, why is that? Because people don't want to pay the taxes for it. And that's why this whole thing about government's bad has been such a... a and that's why, that's why we've got to raise taxes. A, a so we can get more after school programs to produce more Cardi B's. Counter for the things that really matter to you and me. I was doing very well as a single dad when my wife and daughter got killed. And I had, I had two boys that survived that accident. I didn't have the money to have someone take care of my kids. Thank God I had my sister and my brother and my mother who helped me. My sister moved in with me with she and her husband. But look at all the people who don't have that kind of help. And you want to know something, talking to you, you know, I, I'm always so focused. I'm just like you. I.e., that from, that from Joe Biden was like, I'm just like you. I've had the same struggles you've had. Never mind the fact that he's been in politics getting paid six figures, the equivalent of at least, when they weren't getting paid six figures, but it was worth six figures back then, for 
40 years, ladies and gentlemen. 40 years he's had his health care provided for, his child care provided for, his bank account looked after for 40 years. Coffee Talk with Sandra, especially now, Cardi speak. Ah, especially now. For the things that really matter to you and me. I was doing very well. You and me. I'm one of you. I'm just like you. Winning TV, he was porking Jill before his wife died, for your information. Well, there you go. Single dad when my wife and daughter got killed. And I had I had two boys that survived that accident. I didn't have the money to have someone take care of my kids. Yeah. Thank God I had my sister and my brother Thank and my God. mother who helped me. My sister moved in with me with she and her husband. But look at all the people that don't have that kind of... <clears throat> Coffee Talk with Sandra. Biden hates black brown people. That's not true, Sandra. He loves them. I especially love the way they smell and the way they rub your leg and make the hair go the other way. You know, they call me Joey B out here on the streets, the mean streets of Delaware. Not help. And you want to know something, talking to you, you know, I, I'm always so focused on Medicare and, and college education. And... I never really thought about how important important is childcare. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I feel like nobody's more motivated than a mom. Nobody want to go and hustle out there and get that money for the kids. Once you become a mom, you changed completely. Your mindset. You stop sucking dick for money in the strip club. <laughs> Yo, like once you once you become a mom, like your whole outlook changed. Like you can't bring Johns to the house to drug them and shit. You know, somebody got somebody got to make the money so, uh, you know, people can get their pussy check, yo. Your whole, your whole outlook change. Everybody need to become like a successful recording artist and shit. Get that free health care. Your mindset changed completely, but it's like, how are you supposed to do that when you probably don't have a babysitter for your kid? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like... Uh, get a man. I know it's an old it's an old solution, but it still works. Crazy idea. When you can't afford a babysitter, here's what you do. Take a pen and a pad. Take this down. If you want a kid, but you can't afford a babysitter, get and keep a man. There you go. Free advice here on the Daily Boogie. <laughs> Get and keep a nice guy who will provide shelter, food, and resources for you. Crazy idea. We were doing it for a long time, though. Maybe it's worth another look. No, no, fuck that. Joey B can be our man. Yo, what do I need a man for? When I can just vote for Joey B. Joey B can be our man in the White House, yo. Joey B is the man. Fortunately for me, I'm able to, you know, have my mom take care of my child. But a lot of people, like, it's like their mom cannot retire and take care of their kids. Like, their mom exactly has to right. work too. One of the things that, that I admire about you is you keep talking about what I call equity, just decency, fairness. Fairness. Treating people with respect. John Lewis... Used to say, <laughs> giving people money, from giving people taxpayer money is treating people with respect. Okay, what about when you take it from people though? Is that respectful? 
Sorry to get all libertarian on you. But giving people other people's money is a sign of respect. Oh, really? I had no idea. That's fucking news to me. <laughs> you know, giving away other people's money is really what respectful people do. Ah. What about taking money from other people? Is that respectful? Shut up. What are you, some kind of Nazi? Joey B is the epitome of white privilege. Andrew Jackson in the chat. Hey, the vote is the most powerful non-violent tool you have. Use the power to change for the change you want by voting. Look, I'm a lot older than you to state the obvious. When I was in high school... We, when I was in high school, we used to go down to the caves every Wednesday to harass the dinosaurs. I know exactly what young people want. You know, when I was your age, I used to get 10 erections a day. And now I only get one when I sniff a child's head. Winning TV with a diamond. What if everybody stops working to collect a check? Well, then we'll be all working for the government, silly. So if we all get government money, then we will all be working for the government and we'll all just pay tax to pay each other's wages. See, the plan works, you idiot. <laughs> the plan obviously works. That what happened was we had the civil rights movement was just be started. And what happened? Along came just, bull... Just be started. He really is getting into this street talk, isn't he? Yo, back when I was young, Cardi, the uh, civil rights movement just be starting. Honor and his dogs. He thought he was going to drive a wooden stake into the heart of the civil rights movement. But when all those folks who never realized, never saw before what was happening in the South. They lived in places where there were very few black people, didn't know any black No black people in the South. People. All of a sudden, they saw Bull Connor with dogs ripping off the clothes of black women, elderly women going to church. What the fuck does this have to do with childcare, Joey B? <laughs> he really is just a rambling old man. He's like, he's like a stereotypical grandpa character. So yeah, like the people that talk to me, but uh, Joey B, the people who talk to me, Bay, are like concerned about like childcare and shit. What you gonna do about that? Well, you know, Cardi, when I was young, uh, people, they would go out with the dogs and the dogs would rip off the clothes of the African-Americans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a great childcare plan you've got going cooking up over there. <laughs> he is describing the porn he saw before the interview. God, kitty, I nearly caught you, Cardi B. Kitty B in the chat. <clears throat> you must be related to Joey B and Cardi B. Let's let's hear one more time. Joe's Joe's childcare plan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> money for the kids once you become a mom you changed completely your mindset your mindset changed completely but it's like how are you supposed to do that when you probably don't have a babysitter for your kid and uh -huh. i'm i'm like fortunately for yeah. me i'm able to you know have my mom take care of my child but a lot of people like it's like their mom cannot retire and take care of their kids like their mom exactly has to right. work too one of the things that that i admire about you 
is you keep talking about what I call equity, just decency, fairness, treating people with respect. John Lewis used to say, the vote is the most powerful nonviolent tool you have. Use the power to change for the change you want by voting. Look, I'm a lot older than you to state the obvious. When I was in high school, that what happened was we had the civil rights movement would just be started. Just be and what started. happened? Along came Bull Connor and his dogs. He thought Bull he Connor. was going to drive a wooden stake into the heart of the civil rights movement. But when all those folks who never realized, never saw before what was happening in the South, they lived in places where there were very few black people, didn't know any black people. All of a sudden, they saw Bull Connor with dogs ripping off the clothes of black women, elderly women going to church, and kids being knocked down with fire hoses and their skin being ripped off. Just a reminder, this was a question about paid childcare. And I mean, the thing is, people will fall for this shit, right? People will fall for this. A question about paid childcare leads to potential presidential nominee talking about skin being ripped off black, black children. It isn't half obvious what the point is, right? I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charlie. That yeah, yeah, Cardi. That's great about childcare. Listen, uh, why don't we talk about what happened forty years ago? How black kids were having their skin ripped off by racists. That's what we're dealing with here. Um, yeah, okay, Joey. Whatever you say, boss. All of a sudden, as Dr. King said, we had the Doctor, second He's quoting Dr. King now. We had the Voting Rights Act and we had the Civil Rights Act. It changed things because people said, oh, my God, that's happening. I think I heard you say somewhere along the line what I've been saying. This cell phone has changed America. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I've got to hand it to him. He is an eclectic speaker. He's the only guy I know who can jump from skinning black children to how good is social media. Just like that. Because what happens now? We're at a point where some brave kid, 15 years old, can stand there and for, for a total of 8 minutes and 46 seconds take a photograph of a black... Again, just a, just another reminder. This was a question about childcare. Now we're on to George Floyd. Black man whose family I know and met with and understand. I know them. I'm best friends with them. And and spent time with, and watched him brutally murdered, brutally murdered. And people around the world were saying, "Peak pandering." My God, it really happens because I'm not in a neighborhood like that. I don't come from a place. And now, guess what? They're demanding change. Like people. <laughs> and the best way to ensure that change is vote for me joe biden old rich white guy there you have it ladies and gentlemen cardi b and joe chatting it up on the interwebs using that thing called the phone which is so important right now <laughs> with that we'll leave it there for tonight Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. I'll be back Wednesday night at 6 p.m. 
Don't forget to tune in later tonight to a couple of our friends, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, uh, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, at 10pm. Tomorrow morning, Royce Lopez, JJ Stoner, hopefully will be back tomorrow, ROTC. Don't forget to follow our friends, Joy of Pessy, uh, Major Tom, Sunday Night Shit Show, UK Neil, Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, was on last uh, Saturday night, just gone, another great show from Winning TV. I caught that one live for a change. And who else? Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, Real Person, PLTCS, and anyone else I might have forgotten, Iceman4433. Thank you so much for your time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Uh, please join up and sign up to the podcast, even if you don't listen to it. Leave a review or something. Help us out. And follow me on Twitter, at boogiebumper. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.